Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. Today, I have a really neat guest. Monica Araski is a travel agent running a tour company for 23 years. And in talking with her, it's evident that she's super passionate about unique local experiences, international travel, as well as customer service. So I know you guys are in for a treat today to hear about some of those things that she's going to share along with her entrepreneurial journey. Monica, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So let's start with the main question of the hour. Where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Our entrepreneurial journey began in Peru. Uh, My husband and I uh, visited when it wasn't so common to go. Um, It was after a really hard time in Peru. um, And the light was just kind of, the sky was just beginning to open up for international travel there. And we had such a beautiful time, um, you know, seeing Machu Picchu and Cusco and the Sacred Valley. And we came back and we thought we could offer this to um, other clients and make it easier for them to do it from the United States. So we started with that. And then um, every year we added other destinations um, that we, we did tours to mm-hmm. as we explored them on our own. So two things that come to mind in you, you describing that really are one, how, how you're impacting the travel industry, you know, what difference do you, are you seeing, what difference do you desire to make and, and what, what separates you? But before we answer that question, we'll come back to that one. I want to know what the, the growth over 23 years has like the pivots, the decisions, the, um, you know, getting to where you are today in your business, how has that road been? Has it been smooth sailing, been bumpy, been, you know, unexpected, expected, all those things. Tell me a little bit about that part of the journey. Sure. Um, so we started our company in, um, 1998 and, um, we were mostly focused on the logistics, you know, Mm -hmm matching the client with the right hotel and the right tours and getting all the everything you need so they didn't have to do anything when they got there. All the flights and the transfers and the permits and the guides and the drivers, you know, hotels, everything was put together. And that was in the beginning, our main focus. Now, 23 years later, there's so much competition that now we, we have turned into, we're more about uh, providing unique experiences, um, long-term relationships with the same clients that are going every year and making sure that we know everything about them so that they just call me now and say, I want to go to Iceland. And I, I know what they like. I know what time they want to wake up. I know what the earliest flight they'll take is. I know how, how far they can walk, you know? So over the years, it's become way more about um, a special relationship 
um, with each and every client that we have. As far as bumps in the road, we, since we started in 1998, the first bump was 9-11. Mm-hmm. And for a few months after 9-11, no one wanted to get on a plane. But mm-hmm. international travels, travelers are a hardy bunch. They can't live without it. So after about three months, they came back. Then the second, um, I would say, the, the second bump was maybe 2006, 2007. There was so much on the internet, like uh, Expedia was selling tours and um, got the travel agents are your competition. Well, actually, travel agents buy from us because we're a tour operator. Um, you have, um, you know, people selling, you know, directly like um, uh, the hotel selling directly, you know, everything. Uh, you know, there was so much competition. So at, at that time, I said, hey, guys, we need to focus on local interactions that that they can't book on their own, that uh, every client who goes, for example, to Peru to see Machu Picchu, they come back saying, I love the food. I love the people. I love the nature. I saw uh, an Indian bear. I saw, you know, I, I saw, I ate guinea pig. You know, I want them to come back with these interesting stories um, that you just can't buy on the internet that only come from our deep knowledge. And we need to focus on that. We need to focus on like hugging. I read a book, Amex sent me about hugging your clients 10, 15 years ago. And I, I love that image of hugging your clients. So 2006, 2007, that was the thing. And then 2008, there was the financial bubble and everybody lost their money. And um, the the worst thing for me in that year is deluxe. You know, people who are lo- used to ultra luxury were booking four star because they could not travel, but they had a lower budget and then they were unhappy. So that was really hard. Um, so I was really happy when the finance came back and people were able to book what they were comfortable with. And then the latest is COVID. And um, wow, I really thought when I got my my vaccination back in, when did I get it? I don't know, the spring sometime, that I would, I was seeing the light in the end of the tunnel. And I had no idea um, that, uh, you know, we were going to, there were going to be so many people that didn't feel like I did and that they were, we were going to have this co- um coronavirus come back. Um, what is it called? The Delta. Um, so I'm not seeing light into the tunnel, so I'm still pivoting. Um, but luckily I have such deep relationships with our clients and they are, like I said, they are a, um, a resilient bunch and they, they don't let anything stop them. They're still traveling. I'm still traveling. Um, so we just make it work somehow. And um, we're like a big, happy family, you know, us and the clients and um, our employees and our travel agents that um, book with us. And so, um, you know, we're making it work, but it's it's definitely um, owning your own business is, gosh, it's like the best thing. And sometimes it's the worst thing all at the same time. It's I live every day thinking about what I'm passionate about. I mean, every day is different. I'm always learning about something I love. Um, but on the other hand, travel, international travel right now, you just want to pull your hair out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, it, there There definitely are some challenges there. But that that brings me to the thought that 
it's imperative to have someone like you then because you know how to navigate the channels of what's open, what's available, what can be done, what's necessary, you know, instead of trying to just somebody that is like, okay, I, I think I've checked off all the boxes of being able to do something, but yet that's not their zone of genius. So they would need even more so now they would need someone like you in order to to be able to do some of those things because there, there there's so many variances and, and varying um, limitations or expectations that come with that travel it, nationally or internationally. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's, like you said, there's a lot of conversation on the table regarding that right now. And it's not a cut and dry situation, but that doesn't mean that everything's come to a grinding halt. It just means that there's going to be a little bit of a different way to go about doing it. And your expertise can lend that to peace of mind to your clients and the ability for them to, um, to find the, the benefit in, in somebody being an expert in that, in, in this industry. Am I right? Yes. It's, it's very difficult each and every country. And sometimes even different States will have, um, different requirements to go and they change like the drop of a hat. Sure. Um, if you're not in the industry and you're not watching it closely, you may not even notice that it's changed. For example, yesterday, um, Italy, for example, um, uh, now not only do you need a vaccination, but you need a, a, a negative test, both, to go to Italy right now. So that what that was a little change um, that happened just yesterday. And so it's really good to have somebody who's studying this all the time. Yes. I had a who booked his own flight from um, Turkey to Chicago and he wanted to do, he, he had, I wanted to do an overnight in um, Denmark, I believe it was. And we weren't really allowed to go to Denmark, but the language was very confusing. Even I didn't understand it. And I'm reading this language every day. Mm-hmm. So I had to write to the consulate and say, I just need to make sure that my client can leave the airport and go to the hotel. You know, can you please send me a letter saying that's okay? And so the consulate wrote me in a letter to say that that was okay because uh-huh. the, which on the website was too unclear and they also didn't almost didn't get on that flight and and then this is like a service I give because I didn't even book that flight I made zero dollars I just wanted to make sure that they got where they were going so um they they almost didn't get on the flight because the airlines themselves are confused about and because they had that letter they were allowed on the flight they were allowed to go to the hotel and sleep and then get back up and, and continue their journey so that's the kind of thing that the kind of service that, that any, most any travel advisor is going to these days, you know, any good, good travel advisor is going, going to do that for their clients. Mm-hmm. But we're talking to you and you're, you're the star of the travel agent conversation right <laughs> now. So you're the advisor we want to hear from, you know, but um, yeah. <laughs> just throwing it back your way a little bit, since you were so kind to spread it, spread the love for all the travel agents and advisors out there. How has this entrepreneurial journey over the last 23 years, how has that changed you? What is, what difference have has it brought about for you and, and, and what experiences have made a difference in your life? I think when I started um, the travel company, I, I don't feel, I didn't think it was in my toolbox to be a super detail-oriented person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm more big picture, imaginative, creative, uh, even though I can't draw or anything like that, but I, I feel creative in my heart. Um, 
So, but every single detail um, is like a domino effect that if you miss one, the whole dominoes will fall over. And so um, I have become a little more anal retentive. I don't know if that's the right word, but very detail oriented and obsessing, obsessing over details. And I'm not an obsessive person, but I obsess over the details. Um, that's something that's in my business. And that's why a lot of times I, I talk to people about, do you want to sell travel? And um, you have to be obsessive over details. You all have to be very giving of your time, um, which I am naturally. So I think that's okay. Um, I've always worked in customer service. So that comes naturally to me. But the details and like managing um, millions of details, I, mean, I just get like hundreds of emails about one client. You know, how a client going to five countries in Central America. I mean, I must have a thousand emails in my inbox <laughs> and every single like little detail and you have to keep track of it right. somehow. And um, so I'm losing my mind. I can't tell you what movie I saw yesterday, but I can probably tell you what time the flights are from Lima to Cusco. Off <laughs> my. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good for your clients. They, they, they will benefit more from knowing that you know that. <laughs> Yeah, yesterday, the other day I was talking to a client on the phone. He called me on a Sunday afternoon. I was driving back from San Diego and I was, he was asking me, what am I doing? And I was telling him what he was, he was doing and what time he was doing it. And I wasn't looking at his itinerary. It was like memorized in my brain. And then he got to some question. I'm like, you know, I'm not looking at your itinerary, right? <laughs> like open your dossier. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Clients, Clients never read their stuff. So you have to know that and you need to call them and read it with them before they go on the trip. You have to be one step ahead of everything at all times. You have, you have to know what they're going to do and um, do find workarounds. Mm -hmm. And during the COVID time, especially you need to call your clients and say, did you read my documentation? Did you get the, did you get an appointment for the test? Is it the right test? Um, did you get the email? Uh, did you get the barcode? Don't forget to bring the barcode. You know, um, so it's a lot of handholding. Um, I don't know if I got off the question. But <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, that makes total sense too, because uh, different people, um, you know, especially clients are just are going to be like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm even reading the very simplified instructions, a dossier, right? So they're just going to naturally call you and just be like, do I have these instructions, right? But that's the thing, though, is that they have somebody, an advisor in, in the industry that they can lean on and that, you know, that's going to give them uh, a, a certain answer and just say, yes, this is what you're doing. No, this is not what you're doing. Yes, this is what you're doing. And of course, you have it spelled out, but but that human to human connection, even in the most fast paced digital world that we know of right now, God only knows where it's going in the future, but where we're at with it right now, that human to human connection is still extremely important, even in a digital world. Yes, it, it's really important, you know, um, uh, and, and that's just kind of what I had to, to realize over the years is I was so worried about who I was competing against when I just needed to be the best I could be. Yes. You know? And and honestly, it's actually saved us a lot of money because we used to spend, our tour company used to spend $30,000 a month to Google for the 
pay-per-click um, for all the keywords. And then on top of that, we had to have a huge staff of people to take those leads. And then um, because we were a tour company, we don't charge a fee like a travel agent would. Um, so the, my, my employees were sending out all these proposals to these cold Google leads. And um, some of the, the ratio of what they were closing was very small. When I looked at the people who had been with us for many years and had developed um, a clientele, um, their closing ratio was huge. Like probably the difference between 17% or 25% to 80%, you know? Um, so what I said to them, or sometime, you know, uh, in the last few years, I said, you know what, let's stop Google. Let's have less um, employees um, and let's focus on spoiling our current client base to death. Just spoil, mm -hmm. like, like free stuff. I'm always like buying them experiences, you know, paying for other things that they add on. Like, I, you know, I'm just really, really spoiling them. And what they do is they come back every year and they send their friends. And when they send a friend, again, the closing ratio is 50, 75%, you know? So um, for me, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. I have to worry about what I'm doing, worrying about my clients and just really make it the best. And so we have, if you look at our trust pilot, we have five-star rating on trust pilot. And I just, if I'm feeling sad, I just open trust pilot. <laughs> having a hard day <laughs> the country that I have a client go to closes you know just to open up trust pilot and read what other people have said about us you know and uh, you know it's it's just a really great um payoff hey fem nation I know you are called to lead something great are you wondering what the next best step is for you I have a next best step I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. What would you say the one accomplishment stands out in your mind over the last 23 years in your line of work, in your entrepreneurial journey? What is the one accomplishment you're super proud of? I just, I'm, I was never a very self-confident um, child or teen or college kid. Um, and now I have confidence that I'm an expert in something. Um, when, when people talk to me about product or destinations, um, they love what I'm saying because I really am an expert in my field. And so that's, that's my biggest accomplishment is just um, uh, not only learning 
um, the product that I sell, but also going always the extra mile to find the unique out of this, uh, out of the, the normal path way of doing things mm-hmm. and, um, and thinking differently. Also, um, I really enjoy that so many of my clients have um, given back to the communities they visit. Um, we started a pack for purpose in Peru and I've had so many amazing clients take things um, from their home and give it away in Peru. I had um, one client who's an optometrist and her husband is an optometrist. And I don't know how they did this, but they went into a community and they were able to adjust the glasses right there on the spot to fit everyone in the oh. glasses. And they changed the life of like 30 people. And so that's what I feel really proud about is being able to um, provide opportunities for people to make a difference. That's really neat. It, yeah, it's a ripple effect and, and it connects humans, connects humanity, yeah. right? Makes it different. Yeah. It also, travel has also changed me. Like um, when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in Indiana and Alabama and, and that's all I knew. I didn't know people from other countries. And so um, I wasn't open to, you know, um, uh, as much to, um, foreign people from foreign countries. I didn't know anyone from a foreign country, you know? Um, so, and then when I went to college, a lot of our professors were from foreign countries and that was my first experience. So traveling the world has changed me. It's changed my political perspective. It's changed my openness, um, for people who are different than me. Um, people with different religions, people with different um, color skin, um, it's really opened me up to the fact that um, there are really great people in every country in this world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really lucky to have met like um, really beautiful people all over the world. And it has changed me and it changed me for the better. And I really like that. How do you define success in your entrepreneurial journey? Or, you know, I know sometimes that's a lot of times that kind of intermingles with your personal success, but how do you define that? Well, I'm a salesperson. So salespeople, uh, I wasn't a salesperson when I was young. I didn't think I could do sales, but I love selling travel. But I, I now I'm a salesperson and um, my team, I, when my team did well, I always felt good. Um, when I do well, uh, financial, like numbers wise, um, it, that Numbers, high numbers, connecting to self-esteem, that's probably a bit of who I am, but I think it's a dangerous, um, it's a dangerous philosophy, but just putting that out there because all salespeople are like that to a, a perspective. But the real thing that makes me happy is what my clients say when they come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reading, like reading their letters, I'm having them come back again, um, having them like tell me like, you know, thank you for doing this for me. I mean, this morning I woke up and a client sent me an article about how people need travel advisors now. (laughs) Sweet. He's like in the finance industry. He runs his own company. And for him to take the time to send me that article because he appreciates me. um, I really, that, that's really where it it comes from, for me, my happiness. Um, And then also, um, just being able to do and think and talk to people like you about what I love every day, mm-hmm. you know, um, that that's really a, a happy 
the spot for me to be able to talk about all these fun adventures that I've had. And, and, um, you know, you even, I even like talking to you about the rocky spots and how we overcame them because you have to keep that in mind. If you have, if you overcome one, you can overcome another and you can overcome another and you become better at it. You can become better at rolling with the punches. Mm -hmm. So tell the audience, tell us a little bit more about specifically what you do in your business, you know, like give us some low down, some details. Cause we kind of circle, we circled the entrepreneurial journey. So give us a little bit of the direct details of what it is you do. Okay. So first, um, nobody knows the difference between a tour operator and a travel agent. Um, so I'll start there. I'm a tour operator. So we put um, packages together. Um, we have um, confidential rates that we get from hotels and, and transportation providers. And we put packages together, which is the full, full package. So I'll do everything from the time you land in the country to the time you leave. And sometimes I'll even do your international air if you need me to. And then I sell this to directly to clients and to travel agents. So I'm different from a travel agent because travel agents come to me to buy tours for their clients. Um, and I'm, and so my company is the company that will take care of their clients in each and every one of these destinations um, from beginning to end. Um, and then they bring the client and they work with the client and me uh, back and forth. So that's what a tour operator is, and that's what we are. And we do over 70 countries now and um, every uh, continent. And so um, we're doing, so we do the tours beginning to end. And then um, what myself and my team do is we get to know um, all of our clients really well if we're, if we're dealing direct. If it's a travel agent, she knows the clients and she tells us everything or he there's not a lot of men travel agents <laughs> um, that, that he or she will tell us everything about their client. And then, and then they will um, pass it on to us. And then we design some, uh, a tour private. Most of our tours are private uh, with pr- private drivers and guides, private tours um, and uh, the hotels that we have hand selected um, because we visited them, we know the owners, you know. Um, so it's all about relationships, you know. Um, we know we know people from the airlines. We know people from the cruises. We know people from all of the hotels all over the world, um, you know, and, um, uh, you know, the drivers and the guides and all. It's just a big um, organization of, you know, relationships, which we pass all this information on to our clients in the form of a, a itinerary that's done. They don't have to think about anything. Once they uh, have read everything that's in the itinerary and approved it, they book the itinerary and then we make everything happen and they don't have to think about it. They just have to think about the little things that they have to do at home to get ready. Um, and you know, and then I try to put um, some free time in everybody's itinerary because I do want them to still have an adventure um, that they sort of create on their own. Uh, but I don't want them to have to worry about any, like who's taking me where right now it's hard to get an Uber. Yes. It, so like uh, having private transportation arranged for you, this there's not a, not a better time ever than now to use a tour operator because um, I, I, where did we go? We had to walk. 
we were in um, Paros and we um, took a taxi to town at which the hotel called for us. And then when we wanted to come back, we couldn't get a hold of the hotel and we couldn't get a taxi. And finally we just walked, um, <laughs> had like so many blisters by the time I got home. Cause it was like a 50 minute walk oh. <laughs> back to the hotel. And we weren't the only people that had to do it, you know? Uh, we had a rental car, but I think we were drinking. And so we wanted to just take a yep. taxi to town so we could have a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a really good to have private transportation arranged for you in advance. Right. Uh, that I have a not quite the same experience, but it's it it has the same similar um, lack of uberness. I was on site for a client a month ago in Chicago, and I did not realize that Ubers were hard to come by. And it, I was coming back from dinner. We met them with, at dinner and I Ubered over there and I was Ubering back at nine o'clock. And I started realizing that that was um, somewhat difficult. And so the next time I visited that client last week, I was like, I'm renting a car. I'm not going to get stuck in that situation again. So even on a very small scale, that was that was eye-opening to not have that transportation. It was kind of nerve-wracking at a moment. So I could only imagine. Parking in Chicago can cost $25, $27. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I'm south of Chicago. I'm not in the heart of Chicago. Oh, but okay. at the same time, it, that made even finding an Uber even more difficult. You know, I'm very airport to destination and then back. But I was just like, I'm not going to I'm not going to miss my flight, even though I book plenty of time, you know, in between. I'm not going to I'm not going to miss my flight because an Uber just it's kept cycling and nobody ever showed up, you know, and that, that was, that was nerve wracking. So I can almost understand, you know, if you're out and about, especially internationally, if maybe English isn't the first language and, and, you know, not understanding how to get that, that's going to be a big, kind of a big deal. And also rental cars are really hard to come by. Yes, uh, they we, are. We wanted to get a client, a rental car in Maui, because Maui is one of those places you kind of need a car. You want to uh, because I don't usually do rental cars for clients in most of our countries. We, we rely on our private transportation. But Maui, you know, for an American, that's easy. But the cars were $1,200 a day. Oh, my gosh. Yes, in July this year. So rental cars are, yeah. So pri that's private transportation, one of the things we do for clients. And so um, it's, re it's even more important now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely imperative. Tell the audience where they can directly connect with you because I know there will be people that need your services. So how can they find you and hook up with you specifically to, you know, talk about their plans? Okay. So our website is yampu.com. It's Y-A-M like Mary, P-U.com. And we have the option to chat, email, or call. And if you just say you're looking for Monica, they'll put you through. And then on Instagram, I have my own Instagram and it's Monica Irowski Experiences. And you're going to put that in the show notes, right? Yes, it will be in the show notes. We'll get you there. They can find it. So I like to have my own account too, because I, um, as I go on my inspection trips, I put things on there about my inspection trips. Um, I put a lot of um, experiences that, that I think are good for people to, to know about. 
Um, you know, I just talk about all kinds of, uh, of travel related issues. Um, during COVID, I was doing a lot of vi videos about how I felt about travel. So it's, it's, it's more personal if you go on my Instagram. Yampu um, also has their own Instagram. So you can follow either or follow both would be great. And, um, and then you can DM me directly that way. Perfect. I want to thank you for coming on the show today and really diving into what it is you do and, and why it means so much to you. And, and the audience can't see you as you're talking, but I can. And, and as you were explaining those stories, they just lit you up and, and you can tell that you're so passionate about building those experiences for your clients and creating those opportunities to, you know, hug your clients to be that, to be that resource for them. So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing that today. Thank you. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Guys, definitely check out the show notes because there is so much needed in understanding and navigating the travel scene uh, nationally, internationally, all of the above. And having someone as a resource to be able to guide you in the right direction is really, really important. But also because it's another woman entrepreneur that is crushing it in her business, doing something passionately and making a difference in this world directly, indirectly, and all the above. So as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21 day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.